Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Authentic Filters, where topics are real, relevant, and the call to action is needed. Moral beliefs are being tested every day, so if we want to see change, let's stand united and demand that change happens. My name is Lisa. And my name is Anthony. Let's Let's get get into it. it. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another fresh episode of Authentic Filters. We are on episode 11, and this is Around the World Part 3. Uh, We want to thank you guys so much for listening to our season so far. We have this episode and then one more to go. But before we kick it off, Mom, how was your week? My week was good. Happy Easter. It's Easter weekend. No complaints. I'm just tired, you know, working on these stupid taxes. (laughs) So for me... People might say, well, why'd you wait till last minute? I always wait till last minute because I never get a refund back. I always owe. So I have no desire to file taxes early. I'm a procrastinator when it comes to filing my taxes. Why? Because I don't want to do it. (laughs) Yeah, taxes are not fun. By the time you guys hear this episode, we'll be past tax day, which is on the 18th for this year. Um, But yeah, I just finished my taxes too. I just, I haven't submitted them yet, but... But you owe two, which owe sucks. Two, which At least sucks. you don't owe that much, but yep. I'm just, I'm over this. I mean, as I mentioned before, and I still stand firm on it, what purpose does the IRS serve? Abolish it. I, I mean, we shouldn't have to pay taxes anyway. Yeah, but it should be a simpler system. Than what it should it be is. a simpler system, or you should just do away with it. It's as simple as that. I'm tired of it. Why do you even take federal taxes out of my paycheck if I still got to do a tax return and then owe you more money? I'm not winning yeah. in this. <laughs> no, 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 I'm no. not winning at all. <laughs> no, no. All right, you guys. So this is episode 11, and we're going to do Around the World Part 3. Um, to kick it off for the first half, we're going to be talking about a local um, stabbing that happened at a middle school here in Kansas City, Missouri. And then we're going to give an update on the war in Ukraine, which is continuing to go on. Um, for the second half, we're going to talk about the rise in crime. And then also people that are quitting their jobs for a better work-life balance. So let's kick it off with um, the stabbing that happened at a local middle school at Northeast Middle School here in Kansas City, Missouri. I think just this past week. Yeah, so it's just, it breaks my heart. This this kid was only 14. His name was Manuel Guzman. He was on, like I said, he was only 14. He actually attended Northeast Middle School. I believe he was eighth grade. Mm-hmm. He was the only child to his his mom. I think her name was Victoria. But she had just dropped him off at school. Literally just dropped him off. And at nine o'clock, the assistant principal was calling her saying there was a stabbing um, at the school and her son was stabbed. Mm-hmm. So she quickly goes back up to the school. But she's not believing the story that they're telling her. I guess one child, another child, discovered the body. Now, the stabbing happened in the boy's bathroom. And so, the the mother, when they interviewed her, she feels that her son was set up. When I guess when he went in the restroom and he was attacked. But one good thing is the suspect, they do have him. He's in custody. Mm-hmm. And this kid, I don't, they didn't say how old he was. I'm going to assume he was 14, too, because middle school, I think, goes from 6th to 8th grade. 
No, seventh to eighth grade. Seventh to eighth grade. And then you go on to the high school. So, yeah. So, I'm going to assume the kid was either the same age as him or maybe one year under him. It, it, they're not given any information about the suspect. Well, he's a minor, so they... Yeah, yeah. So... But he's actually being charged with um, first-degree murder. He's also, was his first-degree murder, armed criminal action, and the unlawful use of a weapon. Now, you know when there was an incident that happened in Olathe School? You know, you and I were talking about, you know, what measures can they put in place to prevent this from happening? Well... At this particular school, they do have the clear backpacks. And they've got the metal detectors. And they got the metal detectors. So, mm-hmm. what happened? Well, they only have two resource officers, which if I look back at when I was in school, I think we only had two as well, but we mm-hmm. didn't have that type of crime. But unfortunately, in some of these schools, you need more than that mm-hmm. because of just the ratio. How, how it works out. Yeah. And clearly, whoever was supposed to be checking those backpacks, they weren't really checking those backpacks. Whoever was supposed to be scanning the metal detector and seeing who had what on them wasn't really doing their mm-hmm. job at that time. I agree with you. Um, for that to happen in the bathroom, I imagine they've got multiple bathrooms throughout that school. Mm-hmm. So for him to ironically be in the same bathroom as this person mm-hmm. who had premeditated what they were going to do, mm-hmm. the odds of that are just not that high without somebody intervening and knowing what they were planning on doing. Like someone might have like told him to come to that restroom or it, it's just hard to say. Right. But the fact of the matter is is obviously he didn't have a weapon and this other kid did and stabbed him several times. Right. Um he was rushed to the hospital where he later was pronounced dead. This is is horrible because this was her only child. Yeah, and from what I had read, those two kids had gotten into an uh, altercation altercation before. Mm -hmm. There wasn't any weapons, but they had had a fight before. Mm -hmm. And this kid that actually stabbed him um, had been on Snapchat, I guess, from what someone said, some of the other students were saying, Mm -hmm. talking about how he was going to stab this kid. Wow. So this kind of takes me back to when I was in school. I remember when I was going to the gym because I had basketball practice, but there's always there's a hallway that you have to go down in order to get to the gyms. Mm-hmm. And I happened to be looking down that hallway and there was a group of black kids and Latina kids just like all gathered around one another. And for some reason, I walked down that hallway because I was trying to see what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, one of my friends was on the ground and she was getting kicked in the stomach and beat up by this other girl mm-hmm. um so i ran down and then when they saw me like, like they kind of broke up a little bit and the girl kind of backed off like yeah you know this is what i just did to her and so i helped her off the ground my friend and then i mean she clearly needed medical assistance because mm-hmm. she was really beat up oh wow and, and there were no you know teachers or anything at the school at, the, at that time walking down the hallway they were probably in their offices or their classrooms but it was at the time where either the students were in practice, they were finishing up projects, or they were waiting for the second bus to come, mm-hmm. which is like a later bus that comes to that school. And so I ran back, told the administrators in the front office, but then I also called the cops because she was messed up and she needed mm-hmm. an ambulance. Mm-hmm. Um, so they did what they needed to do. The cops came and, and got those kids, and they weren't the smartest because there were cameras everywhere. So they were already <laughs> running I just accelerated everything. Yeah. But the next day, when you go to that school, I don't know if they have it this way now, but usually kids are like with their cliques where 
before classes start, they're hanging out with their friends in the mm-hmm. front. It's a huge, big hallway. Mm-hmm. And so these same group of kids, the black kids, the Latina kids, I was walking in because I was going to my class. Mm-hmm. And you can always feel when someone's looking at you. Mm-hmm. And all I felt were these stares. Because <laughs> they knew I had called yeah. the cops. And mm-hmm. so I looked over at them. And they were mumbling under their breath, giving me dirty looks. And I looked at them. I, they knew not to try me because, one, I was an athlete. Two, I was bigger than them. <laughs> and three, they knew I wasn't intimidated by them. Yeah. So I looked right back at them. And I was like, yeah, I called the cops. Now, who want what? Who wants to do Whoa, yeah. And they knew not to try me. But the thing about it is, I think kids these days, and just people in general, mm-hmm. they live by the motto of they don't want to be a snitch. Mm-hmm. Well, you can call me a snitch all you want, but mm-hmm. I helped my friend out mm-hmm. who had physically been beaten up and could have had internal bleeding because she was getting kicked in her stomach. And and it could have got a lot worse. We didn't they, have, they actually could have killed her. Let's we, be clear on that. We didn't have clear backpack policies. Yeah. We didn't have metal detectors at the time. Mm-hmm. So no telling who was packing what. Mm-hmm. And in this case, if you've got students that are friends with this murder, which mm-hmm. is what he is now, mm-hmm. and you knew that he was talking about stabbing this kid mm-hmm. on Snapchat, he could have been talking about this a week ago or two weeks ago. Why didn't you tell anybody? Mm-hmm. Why did you just not tell anybody at that time who could have prevented this from ever happening? You could have yeah. told these school officials who could have prevented this from ever happening. Mm-hmm. It's like, use your brain. And yes, you're in middle school and your brain is still developing, but you should know right from wrong. Yeah. From a situation like that. So I hold the school accountable for not mm-hmm. really doing what they need to do with their backpack, clear mm-hmm. backpack policy. You already have the policies in place. Yeah. So do your job. I hold the students accountable that knew about they this. They knew about it. Mm-hmm. That didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. They need to be held accountable too. Mm-hmm. Clearly, I hold the, the murderer accountable. He needs mm-hmm. to be in jail for a very long time. But I hold life. his parents accountable too. Hold his parents accountable. Because he's, he's a minor. But the same token, where's your parents at, buddy? And I hold the city of Casey Mo accountable. Because yep. there's no rhyme or reason why these schools in Casey Mo are as bad as they are. They are horrible. And you guys have all this money coming in, but you're too busy focused on building up the power and light district so you can have people from affluent places come elsewhere and call it a tourist city when you need to be building up mm-hmm. the communities that the youth are going to and building up the neighborhoods because those are horrible as well. But that's the thing. You're right. They, they're not investing the money properly far as they're you too know, busy it, building a one light and a two light and giving tax breaks to rich developers yep. mm-hmm. to build up these expensive apartments mm-hmm. that people can't really afford to live in unless you make x amount of dollars how many minorities are living in those apartments none none are, none. are a very small percentage yeah. when you could be allocating those dollars that you're getting from taxes not only to improving the infrastructure down there, but improving the infrastructure and improving the school districts in KCMO. And you wonder why people with a certain tax bracket, as soon as they start having kids, they want to move out the Brookside Mm -hmm. area back to the Kansas side. You wonder why they don't want to send their kids to the KCMO schools versus the Shawnee Missions and the Olathe's and the Blue Valleys Mm -hmm. and the private schools like the Pembroke's Mm -hmm. and the Rockhurst's of the world. Because you guys are not doing your job and building up your communities the way that you're supposed to be. And that goes to, I like Mayor Quentin Lucas, but he needs to be doing a better job at what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And whoever the governor is for Missouri. You know, all that, I did all that you just said, because it's the truth. The schools in Kansas City are horrible. Let's kind of go back in time. We're from Kansas City, Missouri. But when you turned two, I was like, deuces. <laughs> I'm going to Overland Park, Kansas, and I've been in Overland Park, Kansas ever since. The school districts out here are top of the line. And here's the thing. If I'm going to pay high, I don't care about paying higher taxes because I know 
they invest in the schools over here, Blue Valley, Shawnee Mission, and the Olathe schools. But here's the thing. The Kansas City schools get funding too. I'm not even trying to hear it. This country is too rich for that. But then there are some schools to where they do cut the budgets, but that trickles down from the government. I'm going to hope they need to be held accountable to a certain extent as well yeah. because they have these, these teachers in place. And I'm sorry. I don't want you trying to educate my, my child if you ain't got a whole lot of education yourself. And you ain't you don't have common sense, street smarts, and you don't even know how to teach. So what can you actually teach my child? I don't know. I think the superintendent and his whole team over in the Casey Mill School District, if they haven't already, I mean, I feel like the Olathe schools, the Blue Valley schools, the Shawnee Mission schools would be more than willing to allow them to shadow them to see how they run oh, the Oh, for the curriculum and all that? I mean, it's... But it goes beyond that. It goes... It goes the teachers if you just hiring just anybody and just say right. all you need is a ged to, no to a certain point you're gonna have to have a little bit more education in that no uh, I agree. you're just gonna have to you just can't be a high school dropout and then go say oh i want to be a teacher one day what can you possibly teach a, a 11th grader or a 12th grader right. or any grade level it you can't teach them anything to the teachers, it goes to the home life. That's why I go back to Casey Mo needs to be building up the neighborhoods that yeah. are just awful, that don't look good, that should have had their streets and their sidewalks and their landscaping and the commercial buildings around them improved by now. Like, they, they shouldn't be looking like this in this day and age. They're not trying to invest that kind of money in those urban homes. And they need to. In those that's urban where the kids, areas. That's where the kids that go to these schools are at. They're in those urban areas. But, you know, let's kind of get back to, to, to this incident. It's sad to, to hear it. I'm glad you gave a comparison of kind of what you went through when you was in school and how you're letting folks know it's okay to stand up and... Uh, speak out. You should. And you I mean, should what, because that's what, just the right thing to do. That whole motto of I ain't being a snitch. I don't want to be involved. But what? let that be one of your friends that get beat, stabbed, shot, killed, and then end up dying. That is stupid. And then when God comes and God say, okay, so why didn't you do anything? Why didn't you intervene? Let me tell you something. It was the grace of God that you went that way right. and you saw what was going on down there. And you was guided to go down there to see what was going on. And it just so happened to be your friend getting beat the crap up. Yeah. Then, yeah, you should have called the police. You should. And, I mean, like you just said, it's, it's dumb. Like, seriously, what are you going to look back on your life and say, oh, well, I made a good decision by not doing the right thing and stopping something that, that, that happened. But now look at you now. That kid is, is dead. That kid, kid is dead. And here's the thing. That's a part of your legacy. Because you didn't do anything, you 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 knew that probably was a setup. And here's the thing: I'm gonna go with the what the the mother is saying. She firmly believes her son was set up, and that's why it went down in that bathroom. And if you think about it, that's where a lot of fights would go down in mm. the bathroom. I remember when I was in school, you wanted to see a fight. You go to the girls' bathroom. Mm -hmm. That's where the fights would be at. You see what I'm saying? So I'm sure her son probably was set up, but. You know, this kid right here, his life is over with. His, yeah. his, he can't even get... They didn't, they didn't even set a bond for him. This dude is stuck. So now you're 14. And when you're convicted, now you're going to be in prison with real drug dealers and murderers and all this other type of stuff. And then you're going to get violated. Now you done threw your whole life away. 
And it's things like that, that someone whose brain is still developing because he's in middle school did, didn't think about. Well, he thought enough about to get on Snapchat yeah. and, and, and sit there and say what mm-hmm. he was going to do. So, yeah, it was premeditated murder. But matter of fact, where was your parents at? Mm-hmm. You, you, I mean, these folks are on these social media platforms. It's just getting just crazy, saying stupid stuff, doing stupid stuff, putting out all their business out there, not knowing. Don't you know that that's going to be used in the court of evidence to mm-hmm. where it's like that's going to be used against you? But when you're not that smart in how you do things... You don't think about yep. how everything has, every action has a reaction. Like we said, good or bad, every action has a reaction. But it comes full circle around mm-hmm. every time. It, I kid you not, folks. What you put in the universe is what you get back in return. Stop and be still and think about that. The evilness, the energy, anything you put out in the universe, mm-hmm. trust and believe me, it comes back in return and it's called karma. So, so my hearts go out, our hearts go out to the Guzman family. It, it, I feel so bad for the mom because I know how it is to be a single parent. I was a single parent with you. Mm-hmm. And now, yo, I have, we have, you know, your sister. But I know how it is just to only have one child. And then if something happens to your one child, now you just, you lost. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure her whole life was surrounded around her son, making sure he went to decent schools, making sure he was a a, a good, decent human being. And just by her just talking about some of the things he likes and the things he likes to do, he was a a sweet kid. Mm -hmm. And he was actually a good-looking kid, too. It, it's just this is just sad. Yeah, it really is. So, so let's kind of oh, pivot um, and talk about this war in Ukraine. Oh my goodness, I, folks! I'm telling you, please get piped in on what's going on because this dude now he made a threat to us, and, and we've been talking about giving these up. We've been giving these updates every week, um, and we and we keep talking about if he is not stopped in his tracks. What makes folks think that he won't try to try us and come after us? So, he made a comment that he wants us to... And I think it wasn't so much him. It was his um, top officials. But still, they could be speaking on his behalf. But it came from Russia. And Russia has threatened the U.S. Saying that we need to stop providing Ukraine with arms. Don't give them no more weapons. Do not assist them. And that warning was for the U.S. and the NATO countries. Whatever NATO countries is helping uh, Ukraine, they give a, a, a swift warning for us to stop. Because they said if we don't, and, I, and I'm just going to put in quotes, it would be unpredictable consequences. Now, unpredictable consequences? What the heck is that supposed to mean? Seriously. And here's the thing. I haven't seen where we have responded yet. But to a certain point, we're going to have to take that dude out. We're going to have to take him out. And, uh, and here's another thing that he, he mentioned. That's when you know this is the devil. He mentioned that the war that is going on is a noble thing. It's the right thing to do. Who says that? So it is noble for you to be killing innocent civilians it is noble for you to be killing mm-hmm. women kids and, and just anybody over there for no reason at all this is the noble thing to do are you crazy he is he's delusional um and the, he only wants people that are going to support what he's doing around him he doesn't want no bad news 
but the news he's getting is not the right news because they are encouraging him to continue to go. And at this point, like I said a few episodes ago, like I said, I think the last episode and the episode before, who's going to step up? Who's going to do something about it? Because at this point, he needs to be taken out. Well, with him threatening us, oh no, we better take take that very seriously. I mean, unpredictable consequences? What does that mean? We need to be locked, loaded, well, and ready. It could, mean, it could mean him trying to fire something off at us, or yep. it could mean him trying to completely obliterate Ukraine and do some type of nuclear bomb. But here's the thing. Bomb. He's already dropping those white phosphorus bombs. So, I mean, but come a nuclear on bomb would take out uh, it, it, it a It actually would. It, it actually would. And with that being said, with just the unknown of what they got over there, I ain't trying to hear our intelligence know everything. It's impossible. This dude probably got some underground stuff that will blow our minds. And with us not knowing it, that's that's when we need to step up and say, you know what, we're done. Ain't no talking. It's really no more talking. It's, it's time to take him out. Yeah. It's wow. definitely time to take him out. And, um, you know, just... It's unfortunate because, again, you do have people in Russia that are not for this. Yeah. That are just in that. Some of them are trying to escape. I don't. I don't know how that how that works. I don't think. I, don't it's, I, don't think I, I think it's impossible. Uh, yeah, I don't know how they would get out of yeah. there. But you know, it's just it's a sad situation all around. He's a despicable person, and um, you know, this is his legacy that he's leaving behind. He clearly has nothing left to lose. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. what he's showing. Mm-hmm. And the people that are enabling him clearly have nothing left to lose either. I do know that the evilness that he is spewing and throwing out there in the universe, trust and believe me, he's going to die a thousand deaths. Him and everybody that's around him that is supporting this war and feel that is the noble thing to do. When I read that article, I didn't even know what to do with that. So we'll have to see. I mean, this is, we never know what's going to happen later today. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But um, this is just an ongoing real-time thing. So we'll most likely report on it for our final episode and just give a a last update before we take a break. Yeah. Um, All right, you guys. Well, we're going to take a quick intermission. And when we come back for the second half of Authentic Filters, we're going to talk about the rise in crime. And then also we're going to hit on people's decision to... Take advantage of a more balanced work life. This is Ralphie, a Silky Terrier from Kansas City who loves meeting new people and exploring different places. You could say he's the adventurous type, which is why Thirsty Paws was created. His human wanted to provide him with extra support to fight off the toxins and stress he encounters every day. Although, Thirsty Paws is not just for dogs like Ralphie, but for pups everywhere. Whether sniffing through the world or roaming around our homes, Ralphie and his furry friends combat any number of issues that can harm their bodies on a daily basis. So what are you waiting for? Thirsty Paws is so easy to serve. Simply sprinkle on top of wet or dry kibble or mix with fresh water. Let's keep our furry friends active with Thirsty Paws, a yummy treat dogs are sure to lap over. Be sure to pick some up at Amazon or visit ThirstyPaws.com.
right, so welcome back to the second half on Authentic Filters. We're going to talk about the uptick in crime. So I don't know what is going on, but I've been reading a lot of articles. And, you know, we're on that community neighborhood platform, which is, which is Stonegate Neighborhood. Well, next door. Next door. Which I think is now nationwide. I think it's nationwide, too, because it'd be folks on Missouri side. It'd be yeah. everywhere. So with this particular platform, everybody puts their business out there, which is kind of cool. Uh, whether, you know, there's crime going on or and is ridiculous because some lady put um, out there this morning that someone stole her bunny rabbit out of her yard. Uh, she had this big, huge display of a bunny rabbit mm -hmm. for Easter. And someone just took it out of her yard. And it's kind of sad because she's been having it for 40 years. Yeah. And, and she really kind of wants them to return it. But crime has really just is on the rise. And, you know, I read an article where um, a lot of apartment complexes out here in Overland Park, they're, I think they hit up like 162 cars, broke in them, broke the windows mm -hmm. out, stole what they could out of them. So that lets me know. This is like a mob. 160-something yeah. cars. There's got to be a group of people that mm -hmm. are saying that we're going to do this. And you have to think to yourself, like, one, and I'm not a, not to be a violent person, but I would, you know, take them by the, the collar and <laughs> knock them out of them. I would literally backhand them and, and beat them to a pulp. But you have to think, like, what are you thinking? Like, what is going on? in your brain for you to be so brazen to take someone's bunny rabbit out their yard. You have the, <laughs> the gall to walk up on somebody's property and take that out the yard as if it's your right to do so. But you would like, get backhanded okay, if it was me. Here, they must have did it like early in the morning. I don't know what time she put this bunny rabbit out, but that thing was like the, the, yeah. like your height. And you're like 6'7". Like, this why, thing was tall. Why, why would you think that you have the right to do that? Like well, what... What reality do you live in where you think you can walk on somebody's property and take that out the yard? I don't know if they thought it was funny. If they thought it was a prank. It's not funny. I mean, it was it's a, it's a sentimental item that she's been having for 40 years. Whoever it is, if you watch, if you listen to this podcast, do yourself a favor. Just return right. it. But it's just like to even bring yourself yeah. mentally to even get your butt up out your car to walk into somebody's property and do that. It's like you really need to get your whoops. You got to have a lot of, I'm sorry, kahunas, because the, it goes back to the porch thieves. We did an episode on right. that. You are real bold and, and just big and bold to just steal packages off of people's porch. If you can't afford it, which, you know, is is an, is one thing, that doesn't give you the right to take it off of somebody else's. Yeah. Just because you see it, you want it. No, mm -hmm. how about you go buy it? And if you can't afford to buy it, then go work to save up some money. Then you can go buy it. But to go try to take something off of somebody's property that is clearly not yours, it says so much about you as a person than it does about anything else. Yeah, and here's the thing. So I definitely encourage folks to get a ring doorbell, um, get security cameras around your house. Yeah. I like the fact that on this platform next door, you have folks, they putting out their videos of the, the, the ring doorbell of when they're seeing crime. They should. And they should. And I like the fact that they're, they're we're sharing this information. Like this one lady just last week, she showed a guy, he pulled up in his truck mm -hmm. and her car, she, I think she had a couple cars, but oh, one of her cars was, was just, yeah, so he pulls up and he's trying to open the door as if it's unlocked. He realizes it's locked, so he jumps back in his in his truck. If that, that was me, 
He would not. He would have been. I would have dragged him into the garage and whooped his. But here's the thing, though. He he had a mask on, so you couldn't see his face. But I'm sorry, we knew we was able to tell what his race was. But when he realized the doors were locked, he jumps back into his truck and he just drives on down the street. But it's like, who what does is that? I'm telling you, people are big and bold. Is the dumb thing is. I don't have to, have to keep saying this, but stop leaving your cars unlocked. This isn't yeah. the country. Because that's not that's not really stealing. It's like you're kind of giving it away. Yeah, is, <laughs> and they're like, well, I left my keys in the car and I left the door unlocked. But what do you think is going to happen? We don't live in back in the early 1900s. Right. Or this is not the country. Remember, okay, so with my generation growing up, you know, when my if my uncles were still living down in Warrensburg, I can literally drive down there and walk right into his house and he can be at work because mm -hmm. they did that. And they they trusted each other. They trusted their neighbors. They didn't have to worry about anybody stealing anything in their house. And my uncle's house would be laid out right. with all kind of stuff. But that was just the culture. That was the, the community. That was the environment. Uh, it ain't like that now. You just can't just leave... Why would you leave your doors unlocked? So here's another uh, story. So you have one family. They posted on next door. Well, um, both of our cars were stolen. Um, our garage doors were open. And um, our, our keys was left in the car. And they That's stole like both of our... And they were, these one. were new cars. Don't leave your keys in your car. <laughs> what is the recurring thing? Don't leave your keys in your car. Who told you to leave your keys in your car? What? Wait a minute. Why would you leave your garage door open? <laughs> the, and my thing Sorry. is, we, this is a nice neighborhood where, it. I mean, I don't think the neighbors would do anything to each other, but you've got people that are coming from Timbuktu yeah. scouting these neighborhoods uh -huh. that don't live over here mm -hmm. that are willing to wait it out and try to take an, seize an opportunity if they see one. Mm -hmm. So lock your cars. Don't leave your keys in your cars. Mm -hmm. Do yourself a favor and get lighting good lighting good in the lighting front, in the back and the side of your house get cameras ring doorbell ring doorbell and, put, and close down your garage close down your garage if you're not out there number one is it different Even if, if you're out there here's the thing if you're if, cleaning your garage out then you're gonna have it well open, if you're if you're cleaning your garage out chances are you're in and out of the garage but right. with your stepfather my husband when he's outside cutting the grass oh let me tell you something he puts them garage right. doors down because even though i'm in the house he or sometimes he could be in the back and here's the thing i can either be in the house or i could not be here at all you ain't getting in this house yeah. oh no and here's the thing we got cameras motion detectors everywhere you walk yourself up the pathway you best believe it's going off on his cell phone yeah. and we gonna know about it you're gonna think twice before you come up up uh, to this house to right. this door Okay. People gotta, and especially if you live in a, an apartment, which I do now, I've got a security system. Don't rely on what the apartment's giving you. The landlords, yeah. Get your own security yeah. system. Because you can. Put sensors on your front door, your mm -hmm. screen door, your windows, and set that alarm. Even if you're just going to the post office or the mailbox just at the clubhouse, set your alarm because you never know who's walking in and out of those hallways. And speak to your landlords. As much money as you're paying in rent, they better have cameras around that mm -hmm. complex. Because mm -hmm. I know that our complex, people have been breaking into cars oh, yeah. around ours as mm -hmm. well. And so it's just like, those are things that you've got to speak up on. Otherwise, no one's going to do anything about it. I just don't know what is going on because is is um, there's a correlation here. You know, you have the uptick in, in just theft.
crime. You have an uptick in homelessness. And then we're going to talk about people quitting their jobs here in a minute because that kind of kind of goes hand in hand with the work-life balance. But let's talk about, you know, this homelessness and theft. I'm confused because all the money that was pumped into the country, a whole lot of money was pumped yeah, in the country. Right. But here's the thing, no, I'm not trying to hear people are broke. I'm sorry, I'm just not. I, and, and if they are broke, I'm trying to figure out how did you get broke because even during the pandemic, and, and, and don't get me wrong, this pandemic is not over until the officials at CDC completely say we're done with the pandemic. So technically, we're still in the pandemic. Um, but we're just at the end, the tail end of it, I, I, I do believe. But here's the thing. So even when, you know, kind of the middle stages of the pandemic, I wasn't seeing too many homeless people. I just really wasn't. Now, oh my goodness. And now it's, it's on a whole nother level because it's not just the one person holding the sign. It's a whole family. Yeah, and I'm thinking like, what is well. going, What's on? going on? And, I, and here's the thing. I work on the plaza. Oh, oh there's goodness. a lot down there. It's so many down there. It just, it breaks my heart. And for me, you know, I do give money and, and I pray that they're going to use the money wisely. Mm-hmm. But for me, that's just who I am. I'm going to give money to a homeless person. But I'm just saying, they're everywhere. And yeah. I notice a lot of stuff. And now it's like, it's not just one person. It's a whole, how is it a whole family? And it's the husband. It's the husband sitting there holding the sign with the wife and the two kids. Yep, and then sometimes that. even a dog. Oh yeah, I've been seeing dogs a lot recently with homeless people too. And it, I just... Is I it related to it. the to the rent moratorium? What is going mm, on? I don't I don't know. I honestly don't know. I just have known that I've seen more and more people on corners holding up signs asking for help. And you know, I try to help where I can, but it's just like what what Something's is going, going on? on. What, what yes. is going on? Because a, there's we, jobs. There's we, jobs that are available. There are there's forty seven million jobs. And here's the thing, we tend to keep our ears to the ground. And here's the thing, as I'm doing research, analysts is like, we can't even figure it out. We don't well, even know what the driver living, is. Even though the cost of I mean the cost of living has gone up. And it's inflation's got, going on right now. They've got their own set of stupid criteria. It's like they want you to have two or three times which has been like this. They want you to have two or three times the amount. You have to make that amount in order to qualify. That's always been there. But it's like if we were making that amount, then why do you think we'd be written from you from you? That's a whole nother topic. Yeah. But But, that's one of the criteria that's always been there. But it kind of makes me wonder, are people just moving out of their apartments because they got so far behind due to the pandemic and they didn't reach out far as this money that was set aside for the written moratorium because of these horrible landlords Mm -hmm. and these agencies didn't do what they were supposed to have done. It could could be the ripple effect of all of that stuff. Because we haven't seen the ripple effect effect of foreclosures. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen that yet. No, we haven't because the market's hot right now. Yeah, not yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't know what is going on and how people... There's some type of, like you said, I think you're onto something. There's some type of correlation there. I just don't know what the pieces are. Yeah. But it's something there. We're going to soon find out. Yeah, we're going to soon find out because we keep our ears to the ground too much when it comes to stuff like this. So let's go ahead and segue right into folks are still quitting their jobs. And, you know, as I mentioned before, I'm in management and it's a struggle. It's a struggle out there for companies to find top talent mm-hmm. because we're not even getting in resumes. 
And then the resumes we getting in, it's like, but hold on now. This position I have open, you don't even meet none of the qualifications. Yeah. You don't even check not even one box. So why did you even apply? Here's the thing. Uh, some employers are desperate, but damn it, we ain't that desperate. Right. Now, at least apply for a job that you qualify for. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? But it is a struggle out there because people are still quitting. It's like waves of this. And so I read an article, I think it was with the Washington Post, a total of 47 million people have quit their jobs in the two years of the pandemic. 47 million. And here are some of the reasons why they quit. And, and here's the thing. I can relate to it. I understand. They quit for, here are the top three reasons. Dissatisfaction with their pay. Mm -hmm. No opportunity for advancement. Mm -hmm. And the major one, lack of respect at work. Oh, yeah. I can see all three of those. I, and hope, I would imagine that of the 47 million, a good majority of them have found work elsewhere. Yeah, I say about 53, 53% have found, they found the job doing something totally different. They went into another career. Oh, yeah. Yes. I can believe that. Mm -hmm. So those things, they need to change. They've been like that for I don't, probably I don't know how long. Yeah. For, uh, you've got horrible management mm -hmm. and, and leaders in place that aren't doing their job mm -hmm. to um, do right by their employees that are underneath them. Mm -hmm. I can see it. I read an article where a good number of people wanted to work from home. They don't want to go into an office, which to me, I prefer to be in an office yeah. just because one, that's what, what I do. I, I work and I meet with people face to face. So mm -hmm. I like to be in the hustle and bustle, but I just don't get it. I just don't get how like this plays itself out without companies saying okay well then we're going to automate a lot of this stuff and now we're going to start putting robots in place because you don't want to do it then we'll have to get something else that will do it that will work 10 20 30 40 hours a, a day or you know more than 40 hours a week that we can have do certain tasks so so this is my pivot into the the other part to, to this the work-life balance so there was on good morning america they had a little segment talking about now companies are struggling because employees are, are complaining still about work-life balance. You have some companies like my company that took on the hybrid. Mm -hmm. Hybrid is a few days at home, a few days on site. I, so think some I think some people, not to cut you off, I think some people are getting really spoiled uh -huh. with having been at home for the pandemic yep. and thinking that they can just demand what they want when they want. But no. And I think as an employer, again, you have to evaluate, you mm -hmm. know, how much is this person worth? And if they're not willing to meet you halfway, if you're willing to be flexible, but they're not, mm -hmm. then you have to cut them. You just do. You're going to have, and I think a lot of companies are doing that, but you have some companies, they're like, you know what? No, nah, I'm not even going to be flexible. Either you get back on site or I'm going to cut your pay. Mm -hmm. And if you don't want your pay cut, then there's a door. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, yo, I feel like employers are definitely being more flexible because they're offering the work-life balance by um, having the hybrid. With my organization, you know, we have the three-two, three days on site, two days at home. That's working just fine because we're making sure there's always coverage on site mm -hmm. for whatever reason. And oh no, people are now taking it to a whole nother level. So folks want to only work thirty-five days a week. Thirty-five 30, hours. Th a week? Yeah, thirty-five days. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> no, sorry. They only want to work. 
35 hours a week. Well, then I'm sure they can find a job in which that will accommodate them. Maybe they work, you know, at a restaurant or something. Or maybe they work Well, restaurants need you to work more hours a week. You never know. But here's the thing. So, I did some research. Uh, California is proposing a four-day work week. Okay. And I, I like California because... They don't mind testing the waters. They're like, okay, so is this what the people want? Then let's just see if we can possibly do it. Now, it doesn't mean that it's going to be in all sectors. Some companies just won't be able to do this. Mm-hmm. If you work if you work for a bank, with dog it, you're going to have to be at work yeah, <laughs> every day. Yes, people need to go to the bank. But California is proposing a four-day work week, and they're saying this, which was like music to my ears. You work 32 hours, and anything over that, you fall into the overtime bucket. Now, that's good for someone that's hourly. Mm-hmm. That's real good, but not so much for someone that is salary. I mean, yeah, I guess you work your, your four days, 32 hours a week, then that, that'd be that. But they're open to, I guess, maybe testing it just to see if it's going to work. And maybe if it does work, then they're going to implement it. And here's the thing. I'm sure... Other states are gonna have to just like, whoa, let, let's see if we can even do this. Yeah. Because right now, now it, it could be becoming too much for these organizations trying to, I guess, retain the, the talent and try to sh- prove and show we do offer the work life balance. But well, to a certain point, as you mentioned, folks are just spoiled. Yeah, because there's a big technology company right next to my real estate brokerage. And before the pandemic, their parking lot was packed. Whoa. And now it's just like 10, 12 cars at any given time in that parking lot every day of the week. There's like nobody that's at that office. Because everybody's working remote. And I thought that maybe they did the hybrid model, but it's like every day of the week. There's only like a handful of cars in that parking lot. And it's not like they moved to a different building. Mm -hmm. They're still there. It's just... Instead of having, you know, 200-something cars in the parking lot, you now only have, like, a handful of cars in that parking lot. Yeah, um, it's just, there's just a trickle effect from that because now employers have to start thinking about, do I even need this office space? Well, you yeah, because people that are building new office buildings and yeah. have invested in those thinking that they're going to have all these employees working on site. But here's my thing, and I think that this is a crutch because it's like, okay, you most likely have been vaccinated, and if you haven't, and you're still around, then clearly you've become a little bit immune to, mm-hmm. to COVID. And it's not like COVID is as strong as it was. Yeah. So you can't use the excuse, well, I'm scared of getting COVID. That's why I don't want to go back to the office. Because most likely than not, you've already caught it by now. Yeah. And you should be good to go. So mm-hmm. what really is the reason why you don't want to come back into the office? People don't want to work. They just, I think they've been spoiled. They're, I think, I think they're burnt out. And here's the thing, I totally get that. A hundred percent. There's days I wish I could work every day remote, but mm-hmm. that's just, it is impossible. And with there being so many job openings, we're talking tens of millions of job openings. And right now, you know, I read another article that I have to talk about, you know, where it said that the IRS, as everybody knows, I mean, they're so behind is ridiculous they still probably trying to process 2019 returns they are i mean their backlog is ridiculous so the article said that they need to hire um 10,000 employees but it also said that they're going to be fighting mcdonald's and target (laughs) i'm sorry when i read that i had to stop and say okay so 
is it is it that bad for the IRS to where their competitors is McDonald's and Target? Because I remember is back that in the, the day, talent that you're hiring, that's, is that's that the talent. Not, no, yes, no, no shame to people that work at McDonald's and Target. But if you're looking at my social security number, if you're looking at my finances, you better be qualified with a capital Q. Okay, because remember, what was the IRS trying to do? Get access to everybody's bank accounts. They wanted to make sure everybody was paying their fair share in taxes. And then they're going to say, well, we're trying to target the rich people, but we want to see if you got money in your account and you got money over $600, we should have access to your bank account. Let me tell you something. I ain't a real big fan of the Republicans, but Republicans shut that down real yeah, quick. That was a no, that was a no <laughs> And show. then it goes back to, is that the talent you're trying to hire? Really? Because I remember back in the day, when you, if you wanted an IRS job, oh, you had to be on point. Yeah. Background check had to be clear. Your credit had to be A1 credit. Mm-hmm. You had to be pretty much an upstanding citizen to get a job at the IRS. Yeah. And now you're just saying your, your, your competitors is McDonald's and Target? Oh, no. I guess as wow. long as they're qualified. And I mean, like, for real qualified. <laughs> all the necessary classes, no criminal background records. I mean, no. for real qualified, but you know what? It's just it's a mess. It's a, it's a mess, and and I I get going back to the work life balance. I get that, but at the same token, you can't use the pandemic as a crutch anymore. Uh, no, that's over with. It's it kind of it kind of goes back to where when someone's making a lot of mistakes and they just use the saying, "Well, I'm new." No, no, you you've no. been here ten years. Yeah. You ain't new no more. Yeah, so you, you, you you done went past. Freshman, junior, so, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. You would pass, you know, graduate school by this point. So, you know, it kind of goes back to what I've been saying before. Folks need to get back to work. I'm sorry. These jobs are paying now. These jobs are paying. Yeah. Target is paying up to $24 because they have to for certain positions. Uh, as we mentioned, we mentioned before on one of our uh, episodes, uh, Bank of America is going to start paying folks $25 to be a tell that's his entry level mm-hmm. for Bank of America. Get to work and get get a job. But I am interested to see if if California adopts the four day work week, how that works out, and if other states they will have are to follow suit. Follow they will. They, yeah, they will have to because it's kind of like with California, if they test and say, "Hey, it's working," folks are getting getting the job done. And even on that 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 episode of Good Morning America. Um, you know, it was more of, well, if you work 30 hours a week, just as long as you get your work done, just get it done. You might have some companies to where they might not be so tight on, oh, you got to work 40 hours. You got to work this many hours. Do the work. Get the work done. As long as you're being productive at work, the clients and external clients and internal clients are being taken care of. And we're making money, and there's no disruption with day-to-day business. Then we're good. Yeah, and that's how it is, pretty much for what I do as a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. Even though I end up with the clients I'm working with working, you know, sixty plus hours a week. But if you can get your work done that you have to do for that week mm-hmm. and get it done, whether it's twenty-five hours or thirty hours or thirty-five hours, as long as you get it done, then yeah, company should be. Flexible, because the last thing you want to do is have people just twiddling their thumbs, mm-hmm. wasting hours at an office space when they could be 
going and doing other things because they've already got their work done. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to episode 11 of Authentic Filters. If you enjoyed what you listened to today, please be sure to hit that like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. We have one more episode left. <laughs> and after that, we'll be taking our summer break. Very exciting. <laughs> we all, <laughs> we're, we're definitely looking forward to that. And we've got some exciting things that we're going to be working on after this podcast. So definitely stay tuned. We've got some things in the hopper. Um, but until next time, peace. Peace.